Hello, this is Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. My God, I love this so much. And it was Pat's idea. Cindy and I are joining Pat Greenberg today. We're doing a crossover show. That's right. Of course, I don't even know what a crossover show is, but Pat sold me on it. So we are going to be talking to Pat, the author of Eat Well, Live Well, Age Well. And this is the second time we've done it. So we're combining forces today. And I think it's incredible, Pat. And thank you. And thanks for this idea. It's fabulous. Today, yeah. Today, we're talking more about downsizing, actually, I think, in our own lives. And it's not easy. <laughs> it's not. And, you know, like, again, what what is the conversation that we need all to have as we approach old age? I am adamant about getting out of the big house, getting rid of absolutely everything we don't need. You know, you, even going into your bathroom closet and seeing your, your medicine cabinet, how much beauty product do you have in there that you don't use? You know, how many things that you just said, well, I'm going to use that one day and I'm going to buy it. And there it is sitting on your shelf, taking up space in the drawers, the cabinets. I am just beyond Marie Kondo, beyond Swedish death clean. I am like, I want everything out of here, but I am careful and I'm practical. Like I will not just throw something out. I'll think, does this have value? Does somebody in the family want it? I am thinking it all through, but I'm going to tear right now to make sure that we have everything out of our way so that when my husband and I are ready to downsize or God forbid, we're forced into it. Yeah. That could happen through injury, illness, or financial disaster. Uh, nobody's immune to that. So I want to put us in a position that if and when we have to do that, we're ready to go. That's my idea. I think that's a brilliant idea. I know this. Because we downsized from two houses into one uh, several years ago, Cindy was instrumental in that for me. And I'll tell you why, because it was two houses and a studio, a 400 two story, you know, square foot studio, which I'd still be sitting in the middle of the studio crying right now if Sydney hadn't pulled the garbage can up to the door and said, let's start today. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love that studio and I had great memories there and I, I didn't want to get rid of one of the 300 wooden spoons I had. Okay. But this is what I will say, having done it, after good else is said and done, donating stuff was huge. It made me feel so good. Giving stuff to people was huge. When someone said all of a sudden, Patty Winters that had worked with us, drove away with her car was like, it was hysterical. The back end, the front end was up. Taking props for her own, me happy. Habitat for Humanity, friends, giving stuff away. Sometimes I would sell something, Pat, and then somebody would get there and I liked them so much, I just gave it to them. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, But I will say this, the lingering effects. There's two issues here. One, I keep a box in my garage, huge box. I have one filled right now, marked Goodwill. And whenever I think I don't need anything anymore, like I, it just, I bought something that didn't fit. Uh, Someone gave me something I don't want it. It's already on its way out the door. And the other thing is, don't shop. <laughs> right. But don't buy more stuff to refill the holes. Don't right. buy more stuff. Cindy's always been good at this. Cindy would give, do stuff, and then she gave it away. And I was the one that was like saying, oh, I don't know if I can let go of this yet. But 
I've gotten much better about it. And it's mostly, Pat, like what you're saying, I'm not anticipating I should have to do it for a while here, but you know what? I don't want all that clutter anymore. Also, I want to talk about the physical, practical aspects of living in a home that's large and filled with things and <laughs> two stories. And there, there comes a point physically, I don't care how fit you are, because I'm fit and I take care of myself. There comes a point where you cannot take care of that workload anymore. You just can't. It's too much. Even with help in the house, you, you can't keep that thousands of square footage clean and neat and safe for elderly people. And the stairs. The stairs can be killer. Treacherous. This is the argument I'm having with my husband because you guys know I do competitive tower climbing. So stairs are my friends and I love having them. <laughs> but there comes a point in your house. My sister just told me a story of a couple. She has MS and he is infirmed and they are in their 70s or older. And he, they can no longer come down the stairs. So the daughter has to pay a caretaker to go into the house, cook their food, do whatever they need and bring it up the stairs to them. They truly have to call an ambulance to get them back down the stairs because they refused to move out of that home when they were still well. So that's like, you know, a terrible extreme example. And my husband always says, uh, what my mother-in-law lived to be 103 and she lived in a four floor walk up. And he said, that's what kept her well. Well, yeah, there came a point where she could no longer manage the stairs and we had to move her to our house and, and I that. Yeah, and reconfigure our first floor to have an area for her to be living in. So um, I, I need you to think ahead. I need everybody listening to think ahead. Where are you going to be 10 years from now? Not tomorrow and not where you are now. You got to think ahead on how that's going to serve you. I'm very familiar with this when you exactly what you just said, Pat, because my sister, Anne, who Cindy knows, had a has has had for 30 years a beautiful home in Novato. Sure, her children, you know, she got married there. Her her one of her daughters was born there. Maybe they lived there 40 years because Elizabeth is 40. But the bottom line was this: it had almost an acre of land. Mm -hmm. Now all landscaped, pine trees, the pool, this the pool with a waterfall. Yes, yeah. I mean, and growing up, her children, oh my God, they taught swimming lessons. They always had all the teams that they were, soccer team, basketball teams, they all hung out at her house. She loved it. But do you know what? She just sold that house this year and they're moving into a more of an urban community because she said her husband is 81. Uh -huh. She's 70. Annie's, she's 70, almost 75, very fit, mm -hmm. very fit. But you know what, Pat? It wasn't so much even the house anymore. She just said, we can't do that yard anymore. So those magnificent trees and the beautiful pool, she just said, we can't do it. So they sold it and they're moving into a place that doesn't have, you know, they have a rooftop terrace now they're going to, but, and it's lovely, but it's just maintenance. Exactly what you sure. said is huge. It's huge. And there are so many horror stories of people getting hurt in their own homes and falling down the stairs or or tripping or cooking and leaving the oven on by accident. So you know, it's twofold. It's the dangers of a large house or a house that's not designed for older people. Uh, that's not handicap access. And handicap access does not necessarily mean you're in a wheelchair. It just means a wider doorway, yes. uh, handles on the walls so that if you need in the shower or in a safe kitchen. You know, that's one of my big things is 
safe the kitchen is set up for safety and uh you know marble floors that you can go flying on and crack your head open uh, don't really work when you get older so one of the things lady i wanted to ask you too about that letting go of that you have to have the italian travertine entry oh yeah oh yeah and, um the magnificent chandelier and the marble bathtub that you could kill yourself on now when I knew that I was aging <laughs> was when we moved into this house. I have this gigantic bathtub that I, I am not exaggerating. You lived here three years, Cindy knows. It looks like it's, and it has some spots. It looks like it's a pool. Yeah. Okay. Now, I've never been in it in the three years because I like showers. Right. Now, I immediately said to Kenny, I was going to have somebody build a platform to go over the tub and I was put a whole bunch of beautiful plants yes. there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not damaging the pool because of course my friends that are designers said, oh no, you can't get rid of the pool. Well, for resale, resale, they're gonna take me out of this place in a box. Okay, that's someone, that's my niece's problem. Right. They get everything, yeah. they get all the junk, they get the real estate. But the reason I never get in that tub is it's so deep. I don't know how I'd get out of it unless somebody sends me a ladder. But when I knew I was old and admitting it to myself, I went to Bed Bath & Beyond. We went to buy some towels and I saw this $20 plastic stool that you buy and put in the shower. And I have it. And I don't sit down a lot, you guys, but if you're shaving your legs, sure. I put, it's so, and once in a while, I just want to sit in the shed, not now with, not because we're, we've cut our water consumption in half in the middle of the drought. But two years ago, if my shoulder was bothering me, I'd sit on my little stool in it and it's a glass enclosure. So it gets real steamy and I put fresh rosemary in that and it feels terrific. Sure, okay? sure. But that stool that I believe was underneath the sign that said really old people buy one of these. Right. I thought, oh, pretty soon I'll get one of those things people attach to their toilets. <laughs> so when you sit down, it's easy to get up. But no, Pat. We laugh about it. But, you know, again, you're thinking ahead, Denise. And I think that's really, really important. Now, I know last time, Cindy, we talked about that you're selling your childhood home and you and your mother are moving into another home. Is that better I, equipped for aging, the new home? Um, uh a little bit, just because this the the house that we're in now was built in 1911, mm. so it's it's very very old, and um, uh, the other house is having uh, some updates done to it before we move in, which is lovely. Lovely. That, that happens when you're related to the previous yeah. owners, yeah. Uh, and uh, my sister is going to uh, put. Uh, there are two bathrooms. One is really tiny, and the other one, it, the main bathroom, is the hallway bathroom. Uh, but right now, it has a tub, and I don't find tubs friendly anymore. Especially right. if I've been working, right. I don't want to. I can't sit because <laughs> I can't get up. Right. Um, and my mom would rather have a walk-in shower. So they're going to do that for us. And um, they're, uh, we're also going to have them put a, a bidet toilet in. We put in when Kenny, I, Cindy knows, but Pat, when we moved in here, we redid Kenny's bathroom and built him a sit down shelf in the fancy shower and everything. It's 
aging. And uh, Rod, you know, we've got extra handrails. But the biggest thing is he got himself the fancy toilet with the bidet built in, the Toto. Right. Well, we didn't do mine at first, but we did it now. But Cindy, I have to tell you something. The bidet, and I remember my old editor, who was a friend of Pat's. Pat, remember Kit Snedeker? As she got into her 90s, she talked about that if she had a bidet, she wouldn't have to shower. You know, she talked about it being 90 years old, how hard it was to shower. Right. So see, if you have a bidet, you can... Take a French. It all works together. Yeah, take a French shower. It all works together. You know, it, it's it's it, 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 right, and and these are something we have to really, really think ahead of. Now, I want the positive aspects or downsizing is that you're in a smaller home, it's safer, it's cheaper, and there's more freedom. Your day is not taken up with worrying about how to care for your home. That's right. I think the negative aspects are leaving the security of something you've known for so long, you have to start all over again. And that is a challenge for older people, older, older people, especially. So how is your mother feeling about changing her living environment? Um, Well, on the one hand, she's very, well, I would say she's very conflicted. On the one hand, she is actually excited to be doing something new because she's been here at her parents' house or in this house. So she's actually excited about the move. But on the other hand, you know, she's a bit stressed about it. And um, I'm really glad I'm here. I think either of us by ourselves wouldn't be doing so well. But there's a lot of support. She's closing the door on the majority of her life by living. That's correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and even though it's exciting stuff, but you, the reality is that know, that door is shutting and that is a huge emotional thing. Huge emotions. Yeah. The other thing that is, is about downsizing that I think people object to is the is a leaving the security of everything we know. But there's less room for visitors. If someone entertains, like you're saying about your sister had all the kids there in a pool and a lot of oh, people. Yes. There's a feeling of of confinement almost like, how am I going to have people over? How am I going to entertain? I'm not going to have the room. Well, I think with age, you just entertain differently. Now, Pat, this is exactly... I thought nothing of having 10 or 12 people for dinner in my old house. Though the dining room wasn't as large, I'd bring in another table, push some stuff. Well, when we moved here, we only have the one dining room table that's in my dining room. I I took the kitchen table away and I have a workstation instead. And we have six chairs and it doesn't have any leaves. And I'm never, but here's the thing, now that I cook and I'm cooking and entertaining more, I'm never going to have more than six guests. Right. And if I am, I'm hiring a caterer. Okay? Right. And then right. there will be a buffet out in my backyard. Right. I realized as I started entertaining again, I'm not going to have more than six people at a time. Right. Meaning four guests. Right. Six guests in right. Including you with six. Right. So I don't need any more room. Do you know what I mean? I am not going to be entertaining where I, because I, then I can't control it. I don't cook like I used to, where I, I'm a machine and I want to fix, you know, chocolate souffles for 20 people for dessert. Forget about it. Right. So yes, you entertain differently. And also I will say this because I had a smaller home in LA. 
though we had two homes. I learned something. There is a um, residence in about one mile from my house here. Do you know what I mean? You go out mm-hmm. of the area and there's a residence in. And sometimes when people are here, we just say to them, they come, they have dinner here. And we say, we, we're pay- we've we already paid for the room at the residence in and they can drive one mile away and then come back for breakfast. But right. even though we have a guest room, if ever, it's just, it makes it very comfortable for people. Nobody, you don't have to have people in your home. That's a very good idea. I did that in LA a lot because we didn't have a guest room right. because the guest room was always filled with my suitcases <laughs> for five trips back. And he's yeah. laughing. It looked like a closet had just vomited. Right. 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 <laughs> five suitcases. And you know, the fun part, the only thing I miss about that, Sydney knows, cause I'd always see her, don't go in that room. Don't go in that room. <laughs> She'd be looking for a book on the shelf and I'd be screaming. I don't have that much insurance. And, <laughs> Then when I finally loaded the suitcases, I would find presents and Christmas ornaments and stuff, shawls, beautiful handmade things that I bought six months before. Yeah. That was not cool. So no, I never had guests at that house. Yeah. I love what you said about stop shopping. You have to. And that has been, now, I love to shop. Mm-hmm. It's not easy for me. Let me tell you something. I love to shop. But... I have found that a good quick trip to the 99 cent store, sometimes I spend $22 and I have got treasures like I've never seen. Now I used to have to go to Neiman Marcus and spend $2,300 to get that much pleasure. Now I don't, but you know, I just don't shop. I mean, I go, I look at things. I still window shop or I go places. And then sometimes in stores like home goods or whatever, I pick at Target. I was in Target yesterday. I pick something up and I walk halfway around the store with it. And then I thought, oh, I don't need this. And I put it down. Right. Right. But shopping, I, literally, other than T-shirts, because I always have food stained T-shirts, I don't, and good shoes. I buy Vionics because my right. poor feet need Vionics. I don't have, what do you need? Well, I always tell her, go back and see what you have. If you think you need to buy something, go back in your closet. That's right. Do, do a, uh, I, I, this continuous inventory of what shoes do I have? If, that, if it hurts your feet or it doesn't fit, get it out. But like you say, invest in good for your feet shoes and get the glasses you need and get comfortable clothing. And you can find beautiful dressy clothing that's comfortable now. And that's all you need to do. I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's being honest, you know, years ago, my father-in-law and mother-in-law that traveled all over the world and the Kenny's parents, they were lovely, sophisticated people. We were at the Beverly Hills hotel having lunch and there were, you know, how there were still shops in those days, you know, a beautiful men's shop. And there was the silk shirt. And it looked like Buddy. And I, and we all said, oh, Buddy, that looks like you. And he went in and tried it on. And he looked so cute. And we all assumed he was going to buy it. And he looked down. It was $800. But he looked down and he said, you know, at my age, I don't need an $800 shirt. And I'll never. And, at the, and he put it back. Didn't feel bad. And I remember thinking, boy, is there a lesson in that? And I feel like that all the time now as I think, I, Kenny and I say, oh, we could buy that. Or we could go there. And then we go, yeah, we don't need to do that. So there is a part, the downsizing is, I like to think my world hasn't gotten smaller, but what I have, I appreciate more. 
or that I utilize more, or that I really enjoy the fact that I've probably still got, I don't know, 400 books that I still haven't read, but I bought them over the last 15 years of my life. So now some days, the thrill is not going somewhere or buying something or wanting something. It's taking the afternoon and reading a book that I've owned for 10 years in my bedroom. Yeah, this is the time for us to really think about what's going to enhance our lives intellectually and spiritually and emotionally. And that's, you know, you guys know I'm an avid knitter. That's what I spend a lot of time doing. I exercise in the morning. I take care of my family. I, you know, I still have a young daughter, so I have, you know, things like responsibilities to her and to my husband. But at night, yeah, watch a movie, read a book. I mean, it's, you know, it, it sounds mundane, but to me, it's a lot more, it, it's frustrating for me to go out and to, to try to entertain myself. I don't need to do that anymore. Mundane, the word I used to think, the word mundane, what it meant. It, it meant it lacked excitement. Do you see what right. I mean? And right. I was addicted to excitement and packing my suitcase and the next big project. Right. I mean, I loved it. And I'm grateful. It's actually taken me three years to realize that I don't want any of that anymore, okay? But Cindy knows it's taken me some time to do it. So you have to, There's. it's so important. Pat, it's more than this stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's yes. changing what you realize. I say to myself all the time, if I only have 15 or 20 good years left, what do I want to do with them? That's right. What yeah, I have the, a spot in the new house. Um, it's a weird spot that uh, they built. Uh, they expanded the back the kitchen and they put an eating nook in. Uh-huh. Eating nook that fits 12 people. Oh my goodness, that's good. And what is funny is they never use it. It's kind of, it's become dead space, but it's got um, windows on two walls and it has lovely light and it has a gigantic um table in the middle and uh i think i have that um earmarked for my art spot i would love to take up painting again and i never painted with watercolors and i really want to do that i want to do that and talk about mundane to some people i want to brush up on my math I've forgotten so much and yep. I never learned physics in school. I want to I want to see if I can get those, you know, books for dummies or uh, adult books for beginners yep. and I can sit there and I can learn this stuff. I don't know if I can. That's an amazing 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 uh goal to have, Cindy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, to me it just it sounds like it would be fun but maybe not we'll see the windows i'll tell you we have in our tv room but it's off the kitchen you know these are the houses that were built in the 90s the the living room goes into the dining room that goes into the kitchen that's my it's the downstairs of our house right right pat it's flows it's nice right right two chairs we watch the tv over the fireplace but i have a couch on the right hand wall except for two guests that have sat on it. Seriously, when friends come, we either sit in the room or we, we sit right down at the table or they sit at the ca- the bar counter. Right. The other day I thought to myself, you know, it's Cindy, when you said that about those, I thought if I got rid of that couch and put a desk right there, 
because my view is nice in my office now, but I thought I could write right at that desk. Yeah, you could. You know where I'm talking about? Yeah. And all I, when I sit there, the reason, and of course, again, you know what I found out? I write more on my phone now. In you, got, Cindy knows she hasn't seen it. I write on my phone in memos, a, a, a four-page story, and then email it to myself. So right. then I can edit it on my computer. Right. I don't even, I mean, people say, oh, I'm building myself this, or I'm building myself that. I think all I need to do is have a chair on my phone. Yeah. 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 But looking out, the reason I'm in my bedroom so much is not just because it feels good to light my bed, but I have these play glass windows and it's the green and the butterflies and the birds. Sure. Sure. And that's it, is to find a space that just you feel good about. You feel good about. You could feel good about yourself and it inspires you. And if you're writing or you're working or painting, um, and you have a surrounding that you know is is makes you feel so alive and inspired and sparks ideas. That's much better than being in a six thousand square foot house that's Absolutely. rambling on that you 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 can't you can't take care of. But Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, again, I I think that the positives outweigh it. And the one thing I can't say enough over and over and over again is if you're choosing a new home, you're choosing to downsize. Go somewhere where you know people and have a network of people, have some form of socialization. Because um, uh, that is, you know, loneliness is the new smoking and uh, the new sitting is that we don't want, we, even though we're setting our space up to be perfect for us, we need some people around us. We need allies, we need friends, we need family to be with us to, to help us through this process. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And Cindy's only going to live a few miles away. Cindy thought when I moved, I'll be about twelve miles or twelve. Oh minutes. wow! Twelve minutes. Oh, that's really yeah. close. So Cindy thought I had left. <laughs> and she was getting rid of me. But yes. do you see how that karmic circle? Yes. Yes. Coming? She can be twelve minutes away from me. She and Gail have no idea when the doorbell rings, and unfortunately, they do have that fancy ring camera. And I'm there, and I'm yelling, "I know you're here! <laughs> Open the door!" Yep. That's all I'm going to tell you. I think it's amazing, and you're going to be near each other for life. That's I know. Excited. I'm so excited. All right. So when you're in and settled, I'm going to come up and the three of us will go get together and do something and um, crack up there. Oh, that would be fantastic. This has been an extraordinary conversation, uh, both parts about, you know, finding our happiness in our homes. You know, Pat, and one of the things that you've said to me, and that's what your book is all about, if people don't know that, there has to be some planning. Yes. People don't, you know, and I'll tell this. I used to be, I was a fabulous planner. I always said, I want to be here in five years in my career. I want to be, I've written these books in my career. But because this house came up quickly and all of a sudden I literally, Kenny and I said, we'll sell both houses and move to Ventura. I, though I planned well for how the house works for us, I hadn't really planned on ending my career so quickly. Do you mm-hmm. see what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. but I just knew that, but I wanted to, my legs retired, my feet retired. I, Cindy had heard the last five years of me, I was 67. How many people are working 12 hour days on set when they're 67, right. unless they're the director, but I hadn't planned enough. So it's taken me a little ways, but right planning now now i'm planning again for the next 10 years right you have to have a plan absolutely 
And I think instead of looking at it like, uh, well, I'm old now, it doesn't matter. Every day matters. Every day matters. You are, you know, no matter, you are, you, you are a whole complete human being that can live a full life every single day from now until whenever you go. And how you leave it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Do you want to leave a big fat mess for other no. people to clean up? No. Or do you want, you know, you want to, I, I mean, I tease my nieces because they inherit everything from us. Mm -hmm. I, I always tease them. I said, the house should be worth this much by the time we go and blah, blah, blah. And if we haven't used all the money, you know, there'll be a nice big thing of money. Because in this day and age, I think people, I hear about people that are 97 all the time or your mother-in-law who's 103. Wonderful. But you know what? That takes money to keep. There's no question money. about it. There has to be okay. income. You have to plan for it. But I say to the girls, there's two or three things in my safe, the jewelry, family jewels, one or two things. I said, the rest of it, put a big sign on the front door that says garage sale. Don't even go down here. Hire someone to just take this crap away. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I for my own stuff, I think I'm glad they're not the type that are attached to things. Right. You know, they aren't attached to things. And you know what? I think that that's why uh, just in, in closing, it's like, get rid of what you don't need. Keep what sparks joy, as Marie Kondo says. But even more than that, what is near and dear to you? And when you go around your house, you'll see that's a lot less than you thought. Absolutely. I know I agree. And give yourself open spaces. I mean, the physical aspects of having open spaces and clear spaces for you to live your life to the end is critical. Ladies, thank you so much for this joining of forces and us being together and uh, on our shows. And of course, we're going to come up with a lot more ideas and a lot more collaboration and uh, a lot more crossover where I'm going to come and visit you guys. You're going to come and visit me. And uh, we're just going to keep talking about this thing called aging. Well, thank you everyone for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. I've, I'll tell you something. I think sometimes after Cindy and I've recorded podcasts, uh, not with you, Pat, you are like, one of the best guests we always have because you have information to share. And I feel like that actually about all our guests, but sometimes I will get off and say, oh, I talk too much. Why did I talk about that? But then when I feel like that, and then I'm embarrassed and I say, God, I talk too much. And Cindy said, yeah, you, you were talking too much. But then when someone writes us a message and says, Denise, that was like the, I listened to your podcast when I was gardening or I was walking my dog and it made me cry because I have felt that way and I've never even verbalized it. And then I think, <laughs> okay. So everyone, thank you. If you have messages, it's womenbeyond at iCloud.com. You're always welcome to reach out to Cindy and I. And some of you have contacted us and said, I'd make a good guest on your podcast. So please do that because I would love, we'd love to talk to you. So thank you, Pat. Thank you, Cindy. And... Bye-bye. Thank you, Bye. ladies. Take care. Thank you Bye. so much.